Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Renegade Blitz, the best podcast for Steelers fans by Steelers fans. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at RBlitzPod, and at BlitzVideos. Read articles on RenegadeBlitz.com, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Welcome back to the Renegade Blitz podcast. Polk with Chris Ward and Brandon Walker, a somber podcast here as we give our thoughts on the passing of Franco Harris at the age of 72, three days before his jersey is retired and before... He, he's remembered for this, the great play that really probably started most of the world's fandom with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is the Immaculate Reception. Franco Harris, in terms of in terms of football, is the most important player, I'd like to say. And really the only one that, that rivals it is Mean Joe Green. But he's definitely the most important offensive player in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so many people have put in stories of meeting Franco Harris or, you know, the, the impact he's had on her as a football player, but as a man. And I only have one thing, really. Um, I was an intern at WESA uh, in November 2017. I had to go down to the Allegheny County Courthouse and he was he was there with uh, the county executive, Rich Fitzgerald, uh, talking about the importance of signing up for the healthcare marketplace. And that was one of the many causes that he, he felt strong about around the area. And yeah, that's that's my story. There's nothing really fancy about it. I didn't get a chance to talk with him one on one, but you knew that with a lot of these things, he was a great man who cared about a lot of causes. Some, some of those, some of those things were as small as, you know, maybe creating a food thing, uh, the foods, uh, the donut company that he knew that was all about nutrition for kids. Others were of course, you know, meeting him at the Western Pennsylvania hall of fame or something like that, or just seeing him out on the street. Uh, Brandon, because, this is going to be really important for you. You're going to be down there at Accrashire Stadium with all of the, with. I think it's everyone was Everybody's showing up. Going to be there. All was, that, yeah, everyone was going to be there. Now they're Everybody. really going to be there. Even some Raiders this are going to be this there. Effect, this is effectively as close as a, a public wake as you can get. That's going to be nationally televised when you when you think about it and. Brandon, have you met Franco before? I haven't met him. I saw him. A funny thing, it was about maybe about seven, eight, like five, six, seven, six, seven years ago. It was on, 
I was in my oil change at a Jiffy. It was either a mining key or a tribute, whatever it was. He just showed up. He was in, he lived in like near Swickley, like, you know, that Emsworth area. Is it Edgeworth or Emsworth? Well, near Swickley, whatever it is. I just met him. He was, he just sat down, chilled for about 20. I didn't go up and talk to him because I didn't think he was like that. I was like, all right, he might big time me or whatever. I might just sit here and chill and like, He's like, oh, he's like, he comes in here all the time and uh, like it's nothing. Like, and he looked like a regular person. I'm like, I went up, is, is that Franco Harris there? I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Because I me personally, I'm not really in awe of too many people, athletes. The only athlete personally I probably was in awe of was Joe Green when I met him a couple of months ago. But his legacy through the Pittsburgh Steelers is second to none. I know Joe Green is the greater player, but he is the most, like you said, Ty, he's the most important player in Steelers history. Even Because without that immaculate reception, who knows? Because <laughs> it was like when Mel Blunt went on uh, Aditi's little shindig, I was listening to it. Uh, I'll say, we'll say Tuesday night. He was like, he basically was saying that he was that game said, yes, we can do it. He was like the driving force, even though that, cause it was a run the ball type league back then. He did that. We got a guy that can run the ball and be effective in the running game. And we play our defense. We win. And also, he was the uh, MVP with Super Bowl Nine. So Franco was the man throughout that dynasty more than anybody else on that offense. So that's when I say that he deserves to get his number retired before all else. He does. He really does. And except maybe Joe Green. And I'm going to give it to you, Chris, because I know. Have you met him? Have you heard? Uh, I never got the chance to uh, meet Franco Harris. Uh, I know uh, my my dad met him when when he was a kid. So back in like the 70s, my my dad met him at like a car dealership or something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, never got a chance to see him in person or um, you know meet him. But uh, you know. Just from afar, I always admired Franco Harris. You know, I always knew about the Macklin reception. Every every Steelers fan or uh, resident of Pittsburgh knows about the play. You know, young or old, it was just a such an iconic play. And um, you know, I, I really didn't learn till later of just how uh, big Harris was to the Pittsburgh community. I know he was heavily involved with uh, you know politics. I mean, President Biden and Barack Obama even expressed their condolences. I mean, that just shows how big of an icon Franco Harris was. It was just so much more than just football. Uh, you know, you look at his his. Uh, you know, he was more. He was a, uh, in a biracial family. His, his uh, dad was uh, African American from Mississippi, and his mom was from uh, Italy. That they, they met in World War II. So uh, it was just uh, really, um, you know, and, and you know the Franco's Italian army and everything, and how he brought so many different, you know, uh, cultures together. And you, you mentioned Ty about how he was a big proponent for, you know, healthcare and everything. So. Uh, he was just an all-around, you know, great guy. He was a man of, of the people. I just found out yesterday too that he was um, he was working on uh, revitalizing the um, the Crawford Grill in uh, in the Hill District. So uh, it just shows, you know, for you know, the Hill District an area that 
a lot of people have forgotten about, uh, you know, Harris Harris is, you know, multimillionaire, you know, famous football player. He's going into the community trying to revive the culture of, of the Hill District. So uh, it was def- definitely something that, that I admire. Yeah, and when you talk about with Franco Harris, uh, he he was the first African American as well as the first Italian American to win Super Bowl MVP. And there there's a lot of people that you think of with uh, uh, Italian Americans in Pittsburgh history. The great Bruno San Martino is another one, and there there's so many other people that we could talk to about this. One guy that I think of, Claudio Relzano. He, he would be a great person in the future to talk about Italian America and Pittsburgh in general with sports. But that, that was one thing that I looked at right there and went, man, that's why he, he meant so much to people because he, he touched both bases of America, not just as an African American, but also as an Italian American, as you mentioned, Franco's uh, Italian army and so much. It's it's just I still can't believe it because he he died three days before 50th anniversary of the biggest and most controversial play in NFL history. He was going to be celebrated, and there there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot that we talked about before this this podcast that maybe we'll get into. Maybe we won't get into whatever it is, but if anything, I want for this Sunday to be a session of a legacy, not just a life, a legacy. That's the most important thing about this. This play is a part of his Saturday, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You, you think about it so much, but I, I mean, when you, when you put about it, because, that play is a part of his legacy, and he'll—he's always because you know how it is in Pittsburgh. We'll always talk about anything Steeler-related at any time. That's how it is, and of course, they moved up his statue in front of in front of the airport, which which went from where the passengers first get off the plane from Pittsburgh. It's now in the common area, which was a great thing by the Pittsburgh International Airport. Yeah, you're right. And the thing is this, the person, we talk about the person that, you know, went to Penn State, went to start with the Immaculate Reception. Dude, the guy finished second all time in rushing. This is the rare occurrence where it's a moment outshines the player. How great he really was. Because when you talk about Michael Jordan, you you talk about his greatness all around. You, sure, you talk about the sick game. Sure, you talk about the shot, final shot in Utah. The all the amazing plays, the fifty-five points, like fresh out of uh, his first retirement. And I don't think that's because honestly, I think he's an underrated running back of all time. Yeah, I mean, you look at there were certain personalities for media that were saying that maybe, maybe there there was more impactful Steelers that while they're happy for the moment that there probably should have been someone else. But I'm like, when you 
really take a look at the nuts and bolts of Franco Harris's career. He he retired second. It was him and Walter Payton that was fighting for Jim Brown's record. Right. Now, you know, we all know all about sweetness. I think that's the underrated fact about um, that even most Pittsburgh Steelers fans forget about. And, and of course, it's a what have you done for me lately thing. And I got into it with the last podcast in which of how I felt about the, the unfair treatment to maybe things that he did outside of the game of football, which in the grand scheme of things are a blip on the radar and how that's affected most people's viewpoint here in Pittsburgh. You, you've heard the nickname before. I'm not even going to mention it. It, it. It's, it's all hogwash beforehand, but now after that, it's especially hogwash. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned Brandon about how he's underrated. Uh, you know, there's a stat came out today with that uh, Franco Harris has the most career rushing yards in Super Bowl history with uh, 354 yards. Um, you know, that's a pretty. He has 17 touchdowns in 17 playoff games. Uh, you know, uh, I think it was a nine-time Pro Bowler thing. He had six first years uh, over a thousand yards of rushing. So uh, yeah, I mean, like at, during his era, he was one of the best. He was right up there with uh, with Jim Brown. You know, he was going for that that uh the rushing record, like you mentioned, Ty, and um, I just I don't I don't know how anybody can think like oh I mean there's so many great Steelers. You know, you know Joe Green's obviously the, you know the best. You know, like he started the whole thing when he was drafted in 1969, but uh you know Bradshaw's great and everything. But I mean Franco, like he started with that Mackle reception play. The Steelers were a running team back then, so I mean he he was he was their guy as, as far as in the backfield, and he could play in any era. Yeah, he could play today. He was a he was an six underrated three, receiving six back two. for the backfield. Right. Yeah, he's six two six two two thirty. And you were playing in the seventies. Could you imagine if he had the right nutrition plan and the right all the technologies that you have today? Bro, he he'd be a, he'd be a problem. He, in he any was big. If you look at his like college and his high school highlights, I mean he oh, was yeah. like he was bigger than everybody. Um, you know, he, he like he had that nice glide when he was running to, uh, you know, a great stride and everything. Um, you know, just a great. I, I think about that that run in Super Bowl was it Super Bowl thirteen? Yeah, Super Bowl thirteen when he ran up the middle and like that was pretty much sealed the, the win for him. He was angry at uh, Thomas Henderson because uh, I think he did something that uh, upset him, uh, and then uh, he was got mad and just ran up the middle. I think it was like on a trap play or something like that, but. Uh, you know, obviously, I never seen him play. I was, you know, born in 1994, so it was long before after his career. But just watching highlights, you know, I've watched old YouTube videos and everything. I'm, um, you know, great player to, to watch. Yeah, and you talk about his retirement only left the team because of a pay dispute, and how many times, especially in the last five years with the Steelers, you've heard about that. So it's whatever when it comes to that. He retired. 192 yards short of Jim Brown's record. When when he retired after his 13 professional seasons, he was then third all time with 12,120 yards. On 2004, 2000, excuse me, 949 carries, 4.1 yards per rush, which is great, great for a season, let alone a career. Four yards of carry, especially in a run-heavy era like that, is amazing. 
every D3 was coming and they couldn't stop him. Uh, how many touchdowns did he have? Because I can't get how many touchdowns he had. 91, 91 rushing touchdowns. And if you're wondering about receiving yards, 307 matches for 2,287 yards, 7 point yard, point four yards per reception. Um, incredible in that area, in that era, that wasn't a passing era, and he only had nine receiving touchdowns. But as you said about him, if you put him in today's era, that that's incredible. I'm pretty sure anyone would would be up there, and obviously that touchdown mark would be up much higher. Way much. Is, yeah, but... So, so where, I know we talked off air, but where, where were you guys when you heard it? the news? It came out really early in the morning. I, um, all right, where was I? How did I hear it? I was driving to work, and um, I got a text from uh, our editor, uh, Chris, Mike mm-hmm. Kukovin. Yeah. He was like, Franco Harris died. I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." And then I turned up. I was I was actually listening to Whammo on the radio, and but I was like, "All right." And then I immediately turned to the uh, fan, and they were talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I found out just on Twitter really early, um, and I, I didn't. I, I I was hoping it was fake. You know, not real. Like I I couldn't believe it because you know. You know, two days before the 50th uh, anniversary of the Mac reception, three days before his jer- jersey number is going to get retired, I was like, "This can't be real." Like, it, like there was videos that came out. He was just, just yesterday. It was at the Heinz History Center doing interviews and everything. Um, and they even come out with, uh, you know, how he passed away. But I, I guess it was just he, overnight when he was sleeping. I guess, but um, just uh, you know, shocking news. I, I know I, I took an Uber to work and. The, my Uber driver was listened to on the radio. Numerous people at work were saying, "Did you hear about Franco Harris?" Not, not to me, just hearing people like around me. Like I was just hearing this, like while I was walking through the hallway. So it just it's crazy, just how big of a figure he was in Pittsburgh and everything. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Just like uh, a, a athlete or like, like you could see maybe like a president or something like where people are like, you know, all talking about it. Just just shows how much he meant to Pittsburgh. Yeah, my dad was – he wasn't crying, yeah, but he me. was like – he was very sad about this whole situation. And also – what was I going to say? Lost my train of thought. Yeah, it, it was just I mean, a for, for bad – yeah. it's a sad day. And he's, and he's not only a legend here. He's a legend throughout the state. Yeah, yeah. Penn State product. Uh, you know, he loved right. – he loved Penn State. I know James Franklin came out with a statement, and yep. uh, you know it's Pat Fryermuth had a relationship with him. But yeah, it's like another thing is is this college coach's uh, birthday today? Yeah, it's Joe Paterno's birthday. Uh, which I wasn't, which I wasn't I trying to. Like, I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, I know. I was trying to say. It's, I, I, we got to tread lightly when we mention that name because that's a controversial name, especially around here. So I try I try but, to tread lightly when I say it. But it is Joe Paterno's birthday. Happy birthday yeah. to him and rest in peace to him. So and it, it was just a fa- it was just fate that this happened today. I just maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, when you when you put it like that, it's 
it's <laughs> I, I mean you could you you could write a write a poem about it, you write a book about it, you could write a movie. I mean it's it's insane when I found out that because I, I mean Franco meant, meant a lot. I'm pretty sure Franco meant a lot to Joe Paterno and obviously the other way around with that. Yeah, they've got lots it's, of both each other. It's insane. Know. Yeah, it's insane. No, he, it's he, insane, and I, I'm not I gonna. Think, I'm not gonna sit in there and talk about anything that happened with that. I mean, however you feel about that, that's on you. Yeah, we. But he, he when it comes, right? We have a t- us. Po- us Penn State writers have a code of conduct. <laughs> Remember that. Yeah, I mean, say what you want. There's about a code of conduct that I'm gonna follow with that. I'm not gonna mention another uh, about another man. It's just that wow, this happened on the same day. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. that's but what I'm saying. Comes, that's what it... we're trying to get. I was trying to just get that, you know. Yeah, I mean, say what you want. He's about trying to do all that. Like he's just saying his cause. He's like, yep. Yeah. But then again, how do you feel about people who think like how? how people felt about getting this jersey retired because there's some talking heads that are jerks that just who who the hell do you think you are yeah that's a good way to put it like mentioning (laughs) this stuff like and then like during the week of when he was he's going to get honored they're mentioning he's going to get honored he's like he's not deserving more than other yes he is shut the hell up i'm getting tired of like certain journalists this is this is the Yenzer type stuff I'm talking about, Ty and Chris. Like these, they got these Yenzers that go on the, on on these platforms <laughs> and just run their mouths and just say whatever the hell they want to, and just and and they ain't got no consequences. You're lucky. In, in, I, I just want like, to. Like, oh, I, I, Yenzer, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're all right. I think people, I think people have already have already caught on to the drift with that. But it, I, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about how I found out about it just shortly. I seen a, I, I seen a tweet that Chris sent uh, that that mentions one of those media personalities. I noticed that it vanished in thin air, and I, I looked around Twitter because I woke up at six this morning, so. I'm the late riser of the group, apparently, somehow. But, yeah, that's how I found out. I did a, did more digging, seeing why is Franco Harris trending. And I understand that it, it's his big moment. And then I seen the tweets and jaw dropped. Just could not believe it, especially with the timing of the situation. My only wish is that he would have gotten to see this stuff much earlier. That he could have... That he could have gotten his flowers in front of people and the fact that it happened so close to him finally getting that even though he of course many times beforehand got those flowers around him i just wanted that proper moment for him yeah it's funny that you bring uh you know mentioned that about uh the the flowers because tomlin actually mentioned that the same kind of saying today he said uh he said i'm an advocate of giving people their flowers while they're here so i thought that's uh Pretty powerful statement, I think, by Tomlin. Because uh, you really, I mean, you never, like, no one had expected, for, like, there was no signs of health issues or anything, but it just really puts a lot of things in perspective about how, like, you really have to enjoy every day, 
because uh, you know you never know what could happen and stuff. Just like enjoy. I, I know for myself, like there's days where I feel down or whatever, not, but you have to get in the right mindset and say like you know you're just grateful to be alive, really. But uh, it just really um, just put things in perspective is kind of like the, the way I why I way I see it. Yeah, most definitely. You just oh, another thing, know. Brandon. Of course, this also means a lot to you because he because one thing about it with Penn State today's signing day and so many so many new faces for Penn State because you cover it as well. They'll they'll never get that opportunity to to meet him face to face and say say I'm a Penn State man as well and. That that's just sad. That's just sad for them. I mean, it's an all around just sad situation. Yeah, I know. Is this right gonna sign a day? You want to talk about? Because I put it in the in the press conference, the James Franklin's press conference. Uh, yeah, I know we're a Steelers podcast, but whatever. Who cares? Um, he talked about, you know, they want to talk about the future, but you got to go to the past and to go to forge your future. You know what I mean? He could have been a he was a pillar also at Penn State. He he loved Penn State to the day he died as well. As much as you think he's a Steeler guy and he's a, the ultimate, he's the one of the ultimate Penn State guys too. Oh yeah, he definitely he, he loves. He's, he, he's like he's a real he's a he's the nittiest of the nittany. Yeah, was, uh, he's a very loyal per, per, you man. Know, about paternal and stuff and you know say what you want about paternal but like i mean he was kind of like a father figure to to franco harris i mean they're both uh you know joe paternal's italian too you know franco harris is half half italian it was they had a really um special bond and you know i yeah. think you know, that's why he was so loyal to the school yes like before as we wrap up this podcast uh, of course now coming into it it's the Steelers versus the Las Vegas Raiders, not the Oakland Raiders, but still, it's the Raiders regardless. And, uh, of course, it was already going to be an emotional game. It's now it, it's now infinity from what it was. It, it was, it was 500,000 of emotions. It's now you can't calculate it anymore. What are you expecting from... I guess the Steelers, because it's a lot of good, good things that are coming out of this. I mean, I guess as much as he's saying they're going to honor him, the the Steelers are even painting their end zones for the first time since t- two thousand four. Yeah, probably. Yes, I mean, <laughs> yeah, really like that. The Steelers it's are going dog to be walk. emotionally charged. Oh, the Steelers are going to dog walk them. This is going to be the first time in about huh? Nah, because this is going to be the first. I think anything less. Yeah, like (laughs) this is going to be the first time you'll forget this year. You'll forget that they're at six and eighteen. Trust and believe it's going to be it. Still, it's going to whip that tail. Yeah, definitely should be a uh, you know electric night you know um you know they're, they're they still plan on retiring the jerseys and everything i don't, I don't know what the, the entire plans are but um definitely it's going to be an they'll, they'll night. Retire it. yeah they're, they're retired but like as far as like like they had some other plans like i don't know if they're going to do that like uh like having the radio on friday when the the 
the 50th anniversary occurs. I think I read like 331. The oh, they're going to have that. They, oh, don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah. Don't worry. They're going to have that going. Yeah. They got to have it going. We might even see like a, we might potentially see on one of the Pittsburgh stations a, a full replaying of the game, potentially. Not not the major ones, of course, but I, I would expect Pittsburgh CW somewhere to do it. Oh, I mean, yeah. It, it's going to be a big deal. Yeah, but I was like with the whole, you know, the, the news of Franco Harrison passing, like I haven't really thought about the matchups of the game really that much since, you know, Tuesday. I kind of like, I haven't really thought about it. I know uh, I, Kenny Pickett's expected to start. He practiced today and everything. Right. The Pro Bowl news just came out. I guess TJ Watt and Micah Fitzpatrick were the uh, representatives for the Steelers. Uh, what do you guys think of it? I don't know if you guys saw that yet. How? I was kind I mean, of like, like Minka, yes, but TJ has. They should have put it. High, 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 high Smith should have went in. He had, yeah, he had yeah. 11 sacks, I think. So, yeah, I, I was kind of, I raised my, like, I mean, obviously TJ Watt's a great player, but he's been hurt for most of the year. This is what happens when you have fans be a part of the voting. And, and honestly, the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl voting, it's it's now basically a skills competition. So what are so what does that really mean in the long term now? It's it's kind of just a, a fan's choice award, for lack of a better term now. Yeah, it's all about all pros, not pro bowls. TJ Watt's not an all-pro, but the fans will believe until the end of the day. Anything that a fan could vote, you you have to take with a grain of salt, basically. Like people even, like even us if vote I for, deserved it. Like people like us vote for all pros. Well, let's well let's stop the cart before the horse strike Jess, but I, that'd be a great thing. Well, as well. I said people like media personalities and stuff and coaches like that. Yeah, I mean they don't even play the football. <laughs> and it's like a flag. It's like was it like a flag thing now or something like that? No, it's not. I, even, it, I, I mean, if it could, if it could be it's like the old Pro watch. Bowl skills competition, it's going to be the I Pro don't... Bowl skills competition. They brought. Hopefully, if it's like the mid two thousands version or the the quarterback club or whatever else, I, that that I would pay a ton of money to see. But yeah, yeah, it's like it's what, what's really the much. last special Pro Bowl moment when Sean Taylor hit that punter? Yeah, I'll say so. <laughs> when, whenever it used to have everyone after the Super Bowl, that was whenever when it started. Yeah. When it started being the week before, I think that's where it it lost its last luster. It was lusterless before that, but that's where it was like, yeah, this doesn't really matter. It, it, it was like this is your last play. moment to see your your favorites before there before you don't see them. For another five months, what, what ruined like it was five, the six. players, uh, their contracts, and you know the NFL PA, and like it used to be a lot more entertaining. Like I remember Casey Hampton would be on the bench press competition or something, like or like you know they had you know different uh, receiver challenges or kicker challenges. Uh, the fastest player in the NFL, so it was yeah. it was a, a lot more entertaining back then. You know the two thousands. Daryl Green Mitch, used to yeah. used to be a part of those still. Like winning regularly, so I remember. Like, bro, like he was beat. He was like, he was. I think he almost beat Amon Green. Remember him? Like in his prime, Amon Green. This is after he retired. 
So they need something. They how- need something like that. But I don't know if any any retired players are are like that. Maybe Tyree Kill, whenever he retires, will do that. But who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, regardless, um, I, I think everyone will say a Steelers by a lot. Whatever that number is, you make that determination. But at least emotionally, that's how a lot of people feel. I think fans, journalists, a lot. There's, there's going to be a lot of people that will root for the Steelers on Saturday night, Christmas Eve, taking on the Raiders in primetime. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you after this after this game. Might do a special spaces. Might do another StreamYard show. We'll find out then. But uh, we'll, we'll always remember Franco Harris and the great things he did for the city of Pittsburgh, the state of Pennsylvania, but more importantly, as a Pittsburgh Steelers, again, Franco Harris gone at the age of 72. Rest in peace to Franco Harris. Uh, condolences to all of his family members, all of the Steelers teammates that he's had, the people that he's touched in many other ways, and, of course, to the Penn State alumni and all affected by this. And then... For Chris Ward and Brandon Walker, I'm Ty Polk. Thank you for tuning in to this special episode of the Renegade Blitz. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Blitz podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at our Blitz Pod, and at Blitz Videos. Read articles on RenegadeBlitz.com. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. The Renegade Blitz podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you can listen to podcasts. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.